Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 16. Amen. We are moving into a new series of studies that we began. We kicked off last week with Brother Paul doing a fine job on stewardship. Amen. And uh, we're going to be diving into each of those subject areas this next several weeks. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 16. Just a short verse of scripture. Amen. You can see when we're done. It says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Let's read that together one more time. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. We uh, reiterate here that we are, uh, we've begun a series of studies on the subject of stewardship. Uh, last week, uh, Brother Paul taught on that subject and expounded from a higher 30,000 foot level, if you will, <clears throat> and talked about the three main areas that we're going to be diving into individually in the next several weeks, uh, uh, being a steward of our time, of our talents, and of our treasure. <clears throat> and I want to talk to you this morning for a few moments on stewards of our time. That's my subject this morning, stewards of our time. <clears throat> Uh, the average lifespan in America in 2019, it actually increased, uh, and it was 78.87 years. That's, this is the new average lifespan of folks here in America. Uh, this equates to roughly 28,470 days on this planet. That's how many days the average person has at their disposal. The average retirement age in America is 62 years. Uh, and if we were to start of, uh, start of, uh, sort of start from the beginning of a, of a person's life, the first five years of a child's life before they start school is either with their parents or grandparents. And of those five years, uh, if they are in child care, roughly two full years are spent with their sitter or the daycare provider. Uh, then the next roughly 17 years of a person's life, of this uh, particular individual's life, is until they're 22 years of age is going to be spent going to college and perhaps working a part-time job in high schools and elementary schools there in, in the midst of all the, those years of learning. Uh, the first five years you're, you're at home or a daycare provider. The next 17 years roughly of a person's life, they're in, uh, in school. Uh, different levels of education. If you're going for a higher advanced degree, you may spend, you spend even more time. Uh, and this individual, on average, will work for approximately 40 years before retiring and enjoying retirement. Uh, and that retirement, if you look at the whole picture uh, from the average lifespan of a person being some 78 years of age and a roughly uh, average retirement age of 60 two years, uh, that person will be able to enjoy retirement for maybe 15 to 16 years before they pass on to the next life. And I don't mean to start this today with the uh, sad, depressing subject, but letting you know of these facts so you can begin to, uh, as we approach this lesson this morning, have the proper perspective. 
The Bible says in Psalms chapter 90 and verse number 10, maybe this is a scripture that comes to your mind this morning. It says the days of our years are three score years and ten. That means the number 70. Uh, and if by reason of strength they be four score years, 80 years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Uh, this is what the Bible says that the average uh, lifespan uh, in the Bible is 70 years. And if you're blessed, it's 80 years. Uh, and those extra, those last several years are uh, labor and sorrow. Uh, if a child goes to church uh, approximately on average two times per week for every week of their life, and if they never miss a service, and they do so until they're 78 years of age, that uh, average lifespan, they will have spent 20,000 or 280 hours in the house of the Lord. And the rest of those 660,000 hours of their life will be spent elsewhere in the world. So you can begin to see and get a perspective of 20,000 hours of a person's life in the house of God versus 660,000 hours spent outside of the house of God. And it really is just a small percentage of the time that God asks of the people today. Uh, and if you begin to take another look and perspective at a person's life and their time and how their day transpires uh, you will see that one third of every day or eight hours uh, is spent uh, in bed, sleeping. If you're able to get a good eight hours of sleep a night, probably not a, a parent of some children, but maybe in, as in other areas of life, other t seasons of life. The other third, the other eight hours of a day is oftentimes spent at a person's place of employment. Uh, if you have a nice eight hour a day job uh, and so one third of your day is spent at work and the other uh, remaining time of the day is another eight hours that you have for yourself. If everything goes as planned and there's no emergencies that pop up in your day and that eight hours, uh, that eight hour time slot in a person's day is that eight hours that you've got to put under the microscope and say, how am I spending that chunk of time how am i spending that period of time in my life the point that i'm trying to make as i begin this lesson uh today on stewards of our time is that every one of us is on limited time yes man. you begin to throw in a side job for extra income add some kids to the mix a spouse uh some schoolwork uh and and time begins to get more limited and that eight hours begins to really contract down to maybe a few, if you're lucky, uh, a short amount of time. Yeah. Come on. Right. Therefore, it becomes apparent that you and I must prioritize our time. Yeah. And on top of prioritizing our time, amen, keeping at the forefront of our view today, always, always, always keep God in the number one spot in your life, in your day. Amen. I say that again. Always, always, always keep God in the number one spot or in the driver's seat. Amen. Helping you to make choices and decisions. Amen. How to spend and how to be a good steward of your time. How do you spend those eight hours of each weekday or those extra 16 hours every Sunday 
and every Saturday and Sunday. There is a phrase that as I was preparing and putting this lesson together this morning, it came to my attention or my mind. I was reminded of it. It's that phrase, and I may not say it exactly correct, but it's carpe diem. Uh, and it really is uh, a word that means to seize the moment. Yeah. It is used to urge uh, someone to make the most of the present time and to seize the moment. Amen. To not squander moments that pass by and hours that go by and they transpire and the time just begins to fly by. But to seize and to grab hold and to make the most use of the time that you have been allotted in life. Amen. Although the average lifespan of United States citizens is 78 years of age. That means that there's going to be people that live beyond 78 years of age. And there's going to be people that live way beneath that number. And you and I do not know if we will make that average lifespan. Perhaps we may only have 50 years on this planet. Or we may only have uh, 20 years or 12 years or or 80 years. We don't know where we fall into that, that spectrum. And we've got to be good stewards of our time. Yes. Reflecting back to the verse of scripture that we started out this lesson with this morning. It says it like this. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Uh, I heard my brother uh, remind me of this scripture a few months ago. And I began to think about and ponder it. uh, That it it is... you, you can read this scripture and not get a full grasp or a full understanding of the meaning of what it means to redeem the time. Uh, we read from a, oftentimes a King James Version Bible. And, and the vernacular is, was different, amen, when this Bible was translated to what we, how we process words and thoughts and ideas. The King James, I'll stop and tell you, has the, the most accurate uh, description and translation of the original text, and I recommend the King James Version. Uh, but the word redeeming the time because the days are evil, this, it brings into view the subject of redemption. And what is redemption? Amen. It's not even just a Bible word. You might think that redemption is uh, just this spiritual thing that happens, but every one of us has used redemption throughout our lifetime. Uh, redemption is one of exchange, exchanging something of value for something else of higher value. Uh, it is it is exchange. And when you redeem a gift card, now you begin to understand what I'm talking about. You redeem a gift card and you maybe have a, a, a beautiful plastic, beautiful graphics gift card to uh, Morton Steakhouse. And, and that that gift card, it, it's just a piece of plastic and it, it really doesn't. Uh, it doesn't hold a lot of value uh, until the person at the register begins to scan it and they begin to apply money to it. But you can walk into a, a wonderful Morton Steakhouse uh, uh, for a hundred dollars a meal type of uh, venue, uh, and you could take that plastic gift card. You can order a beautiful tomahawk steak with medium, and, and just the juices are just right, and, and that that creamy mashed potatoes and those vegetables that are steamed with all the right seasonings, and and a beautiful cold glass of iced tea or whatever you drink to help the food go down better. And, and some of you are beginning to get hungry this morning, uh, but you you have a you just got a plastic gift card. 
Right. And you're going to order the house down with your plastic gift card. Because you know at the moment that it's time to pay up, uh, you're, you're going to whip out that gift card. You're going to say, here's a gift card. Right. And that person's going to scan it to, to determine the value. And you, you're exchanging a gift card that you got for free from somebody uh, that was nice and considerate and thoughtful of you. And now you're, you're exchanging that gift card for a beautiful five-course meal at a top-tier restaurant. And, and, and you begin to understand what redemption is. You had something in your possession. That you exchange and you redeem for something of greater value and greater importance. And in the word of God it says redeeming the time because the days are evil. Uh, When you redeem your time, you give up your time. Here's where we begin to make the connection this morning. You, When you redeem your time, you give up your time for something of more importance. And everybody knows that their time is valuable. Their time is important. But when you redeem the time, you give up time and you you dedicate time. You say, God, here's the time in my life that I'm going to give to the things of God. Uh, I'm going to spend time in your presence. I'm going to work in the kingdom. And, And every time you come to the house of God. Every time you get on bending knee in your place, in your home, in your place of prayer in your home, and you begin to worship God, essentially what you are doing today, you may not realize it, is you're exchanging your time. And you're saying, God, I'm redeeming my time. Because time in your presence, God, time in the house of God, time working for you is of greater value than the way that I can spend it on my own. And so I'm going to make an exchange. I'm going to make an exchange. And the Bible admonishes us to redeem the time. Amen. Find Amen. things that are of more value and more right. importance uh, than the, the, the hours time slot in your day. How can I spend that time that, that is limited throughout my week? And how can I exchange it for something of higher value? Right. Not of less value, but of higher value. Yeah. Of greater value. When you redeem a gift card, you give the gift card and the merchant gives you a product. The Bible says it like this. Lay not up for yourselves treasures here on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt. And where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Every time you come to church. Every time you, you open up your Bible. Or, or you, you get on bend and knee or you begin to pace the floor and talk to the Lord. Every time you whip out a Bible so the chart, you begin to expound the word of God to someone that doesn't know. Or, or every time you, 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 you get involved in the things of God, that is redeeming the time. You are exchanging uh, the earthly uh, chronological time frame, time period of your life. And you're, you're, you're saying, God, uh, take this chronological moments in my day. And let there be God's a, a chirological, a God moment that is that that I'm exchanging it for, that it, that's transpiring in my life. Amen. The Bible commentator Albert Barnes says of the phrase redeeming the time. He says the word here as uh, redeeming means to purchase or to buy up uh, from the possession or power of someone else, and then to redeem, to set free as from service or bondage. He says here it means to rescue or recover our time from waste. All right. To redeem our time is to recover our time from what could be wasted time. Yes. 
Oftentimes, wasted time is nothing more than playing video games. It's nothing more than just looking at uh, magazines of celebrities and what their life is doing, and, and just you're just wasting right. time. You're, there's yeah. nothing of value in those right. things. Right. And the Bible says that when you redeem the time, you take something that could that is a wasteful time, of no significance, of no a heavenly importance, and you're saying, God, I'm going to give you my time that I might have a moment in your presence, that I might be able to go forward, that I might be able to go higher. He goes on to say that redeeming the time is exemplified when we use our time to gain useful knowledge. Redeeming the time is exemplified when we do good to others. Redeeming the time is exemplified for honest employment for the livelihood of our families. Redeeming the time is exemplified when we pray and self-examine. Redeeming the time is exemplified when we seek after the salvation of our God. The pulpit commentary uh, lets us know about this. He says it brings into the, uh, the, the, the forefront of our minds the idea of being that of a merchant who knowing the value of an article or a particular uh, item or product, amen, he, he knows the value of it and the good use to which he can put it, he buys it up. It'd be the equivalent of you going down to uh, the the local flea market in Stockton or or whatever city, or San Jose, whatever city you like, uh, and you're walking through those aisles of people with their different things set up uh, from the back of their vehicle and and their stuff on the tarp on the ground, and and you're walking in that that hot summer sun is beating upon you. All of a sudden, your eyes spot something. That is a collector's item. That thing there, that guy doesn't even know what that that means. The value of that, I'm going to give him a dollar. And I'll start there and see where we can get it. But you you see something, you recognize that thing is worth more than he understands. So I'm going to start low because I want to increase the value that I have. And so in the course of your day, you see maybe it's an eight-hour time slot and it shrinks down to a few hours of time because of all the commitments and things in your your day. And you say, you know what, that, that time is valuable. And I've got to make sure that God stays at the forefront and I give to Him and I use that time for the things that have eternal value and inter- eternal importance and significance. Amen. Hallelujah. For some, I'm just reminding you of things that you may have already known. And for others today, I'm encouraging you to consider, amen, the value of the hours in your day and how you spend your time. Amen. It is very easy. Every one of us will admit to pick up our smartphone and to look at it for an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. And the Bible uses a word. I think it's in the book of Proverbs. It talks about a word. It's called insatiable. Insatiable. Right. You can see something, and the, the things in front of your eyes, they don't quite satisfy. So you look for something else, and and just flick. Let's flick that Instagram one more time. Flick it again, and flick it again, and look at the next news article. And you flick it again. All of a sudden, the the clock's ticking. Right. And that limited amount of time. Has been squandered on things that don't mean nothing. They are not going to affect you in any positive way in your life. And you've got to learn, you know what, I've got a limited amount of time. And I, I think that our behavior as human beings would shift 
drastically if we knew from the Lord, Sister Gina, you've got five more years to live. Sister Nancy, you've got just two more years. Brother Paul, you've got about ten. And I'm just making up random numbers. Uh, If you knew I just got two more years, how would you live? I just got five more years. I just got ten more years, however much time it is. I just got a few more years of my life. You would look at the hours in your day, and you would begin to make drastic decisions and cuts. Because you say, hey... Uh, I appreciate that. That's not a bad thing. But, you know, I only got five years to live, Sister Felicia. So that those these these last five years of my life, I'm going to make the most of them. I'm going to make I'm going to make I'm going to realize that there are some valuable years of my life that I'll never get back. And so I'm going to make exchanges throughout my day, exchanges throughout my week. And that that's that time slot that I've been allotted by my Lord, by my creator, by my maker, I'm going to use it. For his glory. I'm going to use it. I'm getting, and I'm going to redeem it for something of value. Amen, brother. Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 2 through verse number 6 is another area in the Bible where that phrase, we in Ephesians 5 and 16, that phrase redeeming the time is used, but it's used one other time in the scriptures. In the book of Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 2. It says continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. With all praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ. For which I am also in bonds. Amen. That I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without. In other words, those that are not of the household of faith. And then it concludes that sentence with that phrase again, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. If if I am to look at Colossians 4, 2 through 6, and begin to extract, amen, meanings from this passage of Scripture... Uh, I'm beginning to see what redeeming the time looks like. Actual actions uh, that exemplify, that portray what that principle of redemption of our time means and what it looks like. If you look closely through Colossians 4 verses 2 through 6, you begin to see that number one, it's continuing prayer. Amen. Prayer is a redemption of time. Prayer is taking your time and exchanging it for something of greater importance and greater significance. The other thing is watch. Amen. Be be watchful. Be aware and be thanks. Be uh, full of thanks. Uh, Be thankful for what God's done. Amen. Not be griping and complaining, but but be thankful. Amen. What God has done in my life. And when I begin to talk to you about the good things that God's done, and it could be a casual conversation about uh, things in life, but when I begin to answer what I'm thankful to God about, we begin to lift Him up. And that conversation, that time of conversation, begins to have some spiritual significance. And there's redemption that happens. Amen. The Bible says that uh, to open the door of utterance, to speak the mystery of Christ. Amen. When you begin to be a witness to others in your world, amen, you begin to tell somebody about Jesus and about the testimony that you've got. You are redeeming the time 
You're saying it could be a casual conversation about the news or about the weather, about politics, uh, about kids. But when we begin to talk about the Lord, when we begin to lift Him up, amen, that conversation begins to look like a redemption of my time because it's about Jesus. It's about the Lord. Amen. I am redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. The writer would continue. Amen. He would continue to talk. He says that I would make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards them that are without. Amen. That's being a witness. Let your speech be always with grace. Seasoned with salt that ye may know how to answer every man. In that last little uh, line of scripture, it talks about the words that we use. Amen. Our conversation with others can be a redemption of time. And the last thing that it, it implies from this scripture, it says that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. How do I get to the place? Where I know how I ought to answer every man. If you think about that scripture and you ponder for a moment, how do I get to the place where I know how I ought to answer every man? It's through the study of this book. When I begin to read this Bible and I take time out and my time's valuable, I say, God, right here, I'm going to read from Ephesians 5. Be therefore followers of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ. You begin to just read the scriptures and, 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 and just dig into the word of God. That time that you're spending reading the Bible, reading the scriptures is redeeming the time. Yes. God says, I, I like that exchange, son. I like that exchange, daughter. You, you could have done a lot of things with your time. You could have picked up the phone and, and looked at some more Instagram, looked at some more Facebook. You could have flipped on the television that you shouldn't have and looked at that for a few hours. But instead, amen, you picked up the Bible and you read it. Amen, you begin to redeem the time. And God began to take note of that. And God said, I'm going to exchange something for you. Amen, you didn't realize the value, but you spent it in my presence. You spent it reading my word. And so now I'm going to deposit some understanding. It's a revelation that's going to help you as you go through this week. God begins, amen, to work through his scripture, through his word. Matthew chapter 25 and verse number 13. And we're beginning to close, wrap this up here this morning. Matthew 25 and 13, the Lord begins to speak to the disciples. Then he says, watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. He says, watch therefore. Keep an eye out. Because you don't know the day or the hour when I'm going to come back. Amen. In other words, we've got to live every day looking for his appearing. Amen. And I take this moment here to say I'm talking to myself as well. Sure. Amen. Because there's so many times throughout our, our, our day and throughout our weeks that we just are so focused on what we have to do next and, and the next obligation. And, and I can tell you, amen. Uh, for myself, there's so many days, especially this last several months, where it's get it's get up early, uh, spend some time in prayer, do a few things on the computer, amen, that is work-related, go to work, 
get home from work, uh, take care of some more church stuff, spend a little bit of time with my family, pray, turn on the computer, work some more. And it goes on like that. And, and, and I've, I've got to just be very aware of the, the, the way that I spend my time. And I've got to uh, be very uh, uh, specific, very uh, intentional about how I spend my time. All right. Because I've got to make sure I can be busy, amen, from sunup to sundown. Uh, but if I, if, I, if I neglect my walk with God, if I neglect prayer, if I neglect the word, if I neglect the tenets of the house of God, amen, I, amen, I'm losing all on some things. It would be the equivalent of you, as we mentioned earlier, sitting on a Lord's gift card for $200, amen, at the bottom of your purse and letting it sit there, amen, for a week in and week out. And, and you have that thing for years, but you never used it. You're missing out on something. And when you refuse to pray, when you refuse to read your Bible, when you refuse to go to church, amen, you sit on the gift card that's not valuable, amen, and value upon it, but you don't realize it, you don't fully grasp that. But when I spend my time and I say, God, I'm going to take a few extra moments before I close out this day and I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to gather my wife and my babies in our our living room. I'm going to turn the lights down. I'm going to turn the music up and we're going to pray. We're going to turn the lights back on. We're done. We're going to whip out our Bibles and we're going to sit there. We're going to read because this is the most important time in my day. And if I could get to that place and you could get to that place where you understand the value of your time and the best way to spend it, amen, is in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says it continues on another portion of Scripture in Mark chapter 14 and verse number 37. The Lord, this is a scripture about the Lord and his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane praying on the night before the crucifixion. And the Lord has sent his disciples to pray in the garden. He goes to be alone and to pray. And he says, go pray. Uh, get ready. Uh, things are going to happen. Uh, you, you know what's getting ready to happen. And he says, go pray. And then he, he goes off and prays. And then he comes back a little while later, uh, approximately one hour later. And he, he says this uh, to the disciples. And he cometh and findeth them sleeping. Amen. They're supposed to be praying. And they're sleeping. And uh, he saith unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldest thou not watch one hour? Right. Amen. Here in the scripture is a, a uh, prognosis, a prescription, if you will, for uh, how uh, much to pray. Amen. It should be every one of our uh, desires and, and goals and aims, amen, to pray an hour a day. Amen. It may seem like a lot to you, and you may say, you know what, I can't do that every day, but if, if your aim will just be God one hour a day, I'm going to spend time in your presence. I may not get there all the time, and at other times it may go beyond one hour, but one hour a day is going to be my goal. It's going to be the thing that I reach for and I strive for every day of my life. And so maybe it's from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. at night or, or whatever time slot you choose from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. And you say, God, this time is going to be, amen, spent in the presence of God. This is how, God, that I will redeem the time that you've given me. 
brings it a greater value. Hallelujah. That has been something that my, my parents have taught me down through the years. Amen. And you could argue with me, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but th- I got Bible on my side. Amen. Yeah. But, but there's, there's just a principle in the scriptures that says, you know, we just ought to be praying one hour. Uh, there, ought to, there ought to be at least an hour of prayer a day. Amen. There ought to be time in your day when you say, God, I'm just going to, this, this time slot, it's locked in. It's locked in. Nobody else can interrupt this time. This is the time that I pray, that I talk to God, that I get along with God, that I redeem this time. Amen. Because whether you've got five years left or 20 years left or one year left on this planet, it matters how you spend your time. Amen. And it matters that you be a good steward of your time. Amen. It matters. If you want to get to the, the place, not in my notes, but something I, I've observed through life. If you want to get to the place where you become a steward of a lot of fortune, you got to get this one down first. Right. You say, well, I want to be rich. I want to be rich too. I, I want to be blessed. I want to have things at my disposal and do whatever I want when I want. But if I can't get this one down... I ain't never going to get to be a steward of, of a fortune or, or lots of finances until I learn to be a steward of my time. It's time, talent, and treasure. Psalms chapter 90 and verse number 12. Amen. It would be a good idea if you brought your Bible to the house of the Lord. Amen. I don't hear any shuffling the pages. Maybe my ears are... Running low or whatever, the battery's running low on my my hearing aid here. But uh, Psalms chapter ninety, verse number twelve says, "So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom." In the contemporary English version, it says, "Teach us to use wisely all the time that we have." Amen. Adam Clark says, "Let us deeply consider." Our own frailty and the shortness and uncertainty of life. And 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 I, I like the words Adam Clark uses here. He says it like this: that we may live for eternity. All right. Acquaint ourselves with you, O God, and be at peace. And that one day we may die in your favor and live and reign with thee eternally. But those words that Adam Clark uses, he's a, he's a Bible commentator. He says, let us deeply consider our own frailty and the shortness and uncertainty of life that we may live for eternity. You see, a good steward of your time from a biblical perspective takes into account eternity. It says, you know what? I could use my time for a number of different alternatives or options. But if I'm living for eternity, I'm going to take what I've got. Just like many of us do, if we're wise, we get a paycheck every other week or every week or once a month, whatever. The, uh, or maybe if you're a contractor, once in a while. You take that paycheck and you put aside some for a rainy day. 
You take that paycheck and you put some money into 401k for retirement. You take that paycheck and you, and you, you pay your tithe and you give an offering. You're not enjoying that right now. You're not enjoying the 401k when it's going in. You're, you're not enjoying uh, the tithing when you're writing the check always and, and it reduces your income. You're, you're not always enjoying, amen, putting money in a rainy day fund. But you're, you're looking at it from a, a longer perspective. Right. And you're saying, you know what? One day, if I'll keep depositing in my 401k, I'll have a good retirement. One day, if, I, if I'll pray and if I'll spend my time in the Word and, and going to church when my friends and family are going out having a good time in the world, and here I am, I'm just depositing. And it's not always a fun thing to do. There's nothing fun about depositing the 401k. Nothing fun about saving for a rainy day. You don't get a goosebumps down your spine and think, but whoa, this is exciting. Amen. I'm getting a bigger 401k. You, nobody gets excited, but when it comes time for a retirement or it comes time to face the Lord, amen, you're going to look back and say, God, I want you to remember all those hours that I spent in prayer. I want you to remember every Sunday that I was faithful. I want you to look back on every Wednesday night and all those times I opened up my Bible and I got before your throne. God, remember those days. I've been exchanging. Amen. Time throughout my years. And now I'm looking on for my reward. I'm looking forward to my reward here in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning? And why don't we just lift up our few hands to the Lord? Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? Would you lift up your hands? And would you just say, God, help me to look at my time, the time throughout my day, with a different lens, with a longer view. Oh, God, with a longer perspective. God, Jesus, let this get in my soul. Let it get God in my spirit, God. God, help me to be a steward of my time. Help me to understand when I exchange my time that is potentially wasted time. And I begin to pray. I begin to read my Bible. I begin to go to work for the benefit of my family. I begin to be a witness. Amen. I begin to teach a Bible. So I begin to get involved. I am exchanging something. I'm exchanging the temporal for a heavenly reward. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 One final verse of scripture in your hearing before we move forward in the service. James 4 and 13 through 15 says, Go to now ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get again. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. Here in society today, there's this thing that is called vaping. And these people take these electronic devices and they, they, they take a puff of some fragranted or uh, some aroma, some, some smoke, whatever. I don't fully understand it. And it, it puts off this plume of smoke. And they think that they're so cool. 
Their lungs are falling apart. But you look at that vapor, that vape, that cloud that they produce. And you see it for a moment. And literally five seconds later, it's gone. It's gone. Our life is like a vapor of smoke. Here today. And one day it's going to be gone. And how we spend these fleeting moments of our time, amen, can hold eternal significance today. Amen. One more time. I wonder if we could just uh, lift up our hands and close our eyes. And I want us just to say thank you, Lord, for caring about me. Come on, would somebody just tell the Lord, thank you, God, for caring for me. Thank you, Lord, for being a father to me. Thank you, Lord, for looking out for me, God. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me again today, God, of my time that is of valuable importance. Thank you today, God. Thank you today. Thank you for being a father to me, Lord. Thank you for being a friend to me that sticks closer than a brother. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, all that you are today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, we love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Take a few moments, amen. If you got kids in Sunday school, amen, you're welcome to pick them up from class. Amen. Take a few moments and greet your neighbor. Amen. God bless you. Shake, shake a few hands, hug a few necks. Amen. In Jesus' name.